scoreline when he looks at like looks like a hammering. And it was a hammering though. They scored 28 points in about three minutes, and we couldn't stop them. You know, okay, so it was a hammering. But there's there's different levels of hammerings here. OTB AM live weekday mornings from 7:30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Owen is in Limerick. Owen, good morning to you. I can hear you in the background there. How are you? I'm very well, Ger. What's the crack? Ah, oh, you and it's Joe Dolan over your shoulder, right? That's who that statue is. <laughs> yes, uh, Mr. Uh, Joe Dolan slash Terry Wogan, whichever uh, whichever uh, angle you want to take on it. Uh, we're out on Harvey's Key beside the Terry Wogan statue. And uh, yeah, it's pretty, like I, I think you really say, you can hear me. You can, you can literally hear roadworks going on somewhere. So I apologize for that. I've just been speaking to uh, Noel Hogan of the Cranberries uh, while there were street cleaners uh, working around us. He is also... One of those morning warriors as well, uh, who gets up early and tries to attack the day for, from early on. So we had a good chat, which we'll bring to you tomorrow morning. But it's been uh, it's been good to be back here again this year as as Limerick get used to this at this point. Get used to being in All Ireland every single year. And does he just live in the city, like close by to where you are now? He does. Yeah, he he made the point that actually when their star was rising years ago, that they all decided to just stay at home. Uh, you know, they, they got plenty of travel done while actually performing around the world and uh, the humility that living in Ireland probably brought where you know nobody really got too carried away with your own fame and your own star rising that's something that they actually kind of liked and uh, all of them decided to, to stay put in Ireland and fly home to Shannon every time they'd come home from Los Angeles or wherever they would be alright that, that, so that, that, the good stuff's coming on tomorrow's show on Friday when I won't be here <laughs> good stuff excellent yeah yeah, exactly. Uh, well, we, we, we're going to be asking Joe Quaid a little bit later on um, for his thoughts on it and uh, exactly what's going to happen at the weekend. If you have a view, we'd love to hear from you because there's, uh, you know, there's a growing sense that maybe this game is going to be very, very, very close as opposed to the coronation of the second greatest team of all time who are on the verge of becoming, becoming the greatest team of all time. So we'll see. Here's what's coming up between now and 10 o'clock. Uh, Alan Quillen's going to join us at 7.50. Joe Quaid is going to join us at uh, 10 past 8. Owen's been speaking with the former Limerick manager, Tom Ryan. Uh, David Herod is going to join us at 8.50. Rory Keane is going to join us to talk uh, rugby at 10 past nine. And then we've got some Brian O'Driscoll goodness from last night for you at half past nine. So where do you want to start, Owen? What, what, um, do, do people take uh, success for granted in Limerick? Or is it still so new and fresh and amazing that they're just basking in it? Still so new and fresh and they are absolutely still basking in it. This is just like what I imagine 2018 would have been like in terms of their appreciation for this team. Actually, no, sorry, it's different. It's probably more similar just to last year where they, they have had their success now, but they have not got to the point where they've started to take this for granted. There is still this sense that this is temporary and that is the reality of sport. All success is temporary. Your team will genuinely fade out and, and, and they will exit stage left. And I think that because they're not a Cork or a Limerick, or not because they're not a Cork or Tip or Kilkenny, they have a realisation that that maybe they are something of the nouveau riche and that might mean that their time will expire and they're all appreciating it so much. So one of those places that's definitely feeling that is the um, the St. Patrick's Club in, in Limerick City. Now, St. Patrick's are a small enough club. They're a dual club here in the city and their greatest export, I guess you could say, is Garrod Hegarty. He, he comes from the St. Patrick's Club. He's played football and hurling all the way up through the age ranks. So I went out to the club yesterday uh, to have a chat to a few of the voices around there. I spoke to the chairman, who is Larry Cross. I spoke to one of his old football coaches at underage level, Tom Downs, one of his underage hurling coaches, Sean Maher, and one of his co-players at the moment with the club, uh, Patrick Mullins. So here's how those conversations went. We have one rugby club and probably four soccer clubs around 
the one parish so and we have another J club actually in the parish so look we have to fight for any kids that want to play but thank God at the moment our numbers have increased massively since 2017, 2018 I suppose back in the, the Mackey era we, we, we would have had a lot of players that, that, that would have played with Limerick in the one of minor, the one of minor title in 1958, and we had five players on that on that team. But then again, you know, when you're in the inner city, you're competing with other sports, and Limerick is the sporting capital of Ireland. I suppose when it comes to other sports, it's it's hard to, for um, the fella has to make a decision, and usually you lose out to rugby or soccer, whatever the case may be. But um, for Garrod to take the route that he took and for what he's achieved, it's absolutely tremendous for us, and it's tremendous for the people of the club, especially the older guys, because we thought we'd never we'd never see days like this again. And as I said, to have it's phenomenal, you know. You soldier alongside Garrod for St Patrick's in both codes. Yeah, hurling and football. I've played with Garrod for since he came up to the adult ranks now for many years. Um, Garrod has been in all the underage teams. I've watched Garrod the whole way up because I would have a couple of brothers involved in the same team. So look, I could always see the talent was there. Um, Garrod was floating in and around Limerick teams for years, but he was never very prominent in the Limerick teams. Was he always the biggest fella on the pitch? Uh, yes, tallest by a mile. He was, but we would, yeah, no doubt he was. There was nobody anywhere close to him. He wasn't always as tall as he is now, obviously. Like, but <laughs> he, he, he was always, he was always a little bit above everyone else. Yeah. If you had to pick, is he actually a better footballer than a hurler potentially? <laughs> ah, Jesus, he, uh, he, he's, he's a serious hurler. Like he, he'd, if, if he didn't make it in hurling, he'd, he'd, he'd be, he'd be, he'd be, he'd be the next John Gallivan when it comes to the football terms. He was so good, you know. Right. I mean, he, he captained, he captained. Limerick at under twenty one level in football, you know, and um, he he's just a phenomenal, a phenomenal athlete, great presence, great brain, and you know he will able to read the game. All you have to do is come up here any night. Um, since two thousand and eighteen, the 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 turnouts and the crowds that are coming here for for underage training now, it's it's not down to Garrod solely like, but there is an awful lot of work going on by a huge amount of people like. But um, when you see Garrod up on the field like, you can see people are are, and not just the kids like, but the coaches and everybody are, you know, they're standing up straight like they're that little bit taller like. We're proud of where, you know, what he has done and what he's brought to the area like. Ah, uh, it's great. We, I, uh, you don't know how how much it means to a club like us. We be we could be considered a small club. And the profile he's after giving us is massive. Everyone knows now where St. Patrick's is. And Garrod is... Everyone knows where Garrod comes from. Oh, it's absolutely brilliant. You know, when you've played alongside a lad like that. And not only that, to see a club man to see or the elders of our club being so proud, it's fantastic. My father's involved in the club for years and... uh, I can't spot to match with him because he's shouting for Garrod you know it, it makes everyone in the club very very proud and we are all very proud of Garrod it's easy for the likes of myself who was a young lad to say uh, 1973 we'd known Ireland since 1973 before this team came along you know but we didn't feel that pain like and our elders have all felt that pain they've had no success, not, nothing to celebrate you know so now that it's coming around and we actually have a member of our club involved it's, it's, it's unprecedented and it's brilliant How proud does Garrod Hegarty make everybody in this club feel? It's um... <sighs> Just getting emotional. Um, it's 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 extra special when they make it any monster final or a final. But when you when you run club men involved, it's it's extra special, you know. And like what 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 we've achieved, what Garrod has achieved in the last four or five years, has snowballed outside there that our, our membership has increased. But I'm like we've we've kids, we've we've over four hundred members, everyone hurling the football, and like they all want to be the next Garrod Hegarty. And it's phenomenal down here for us that we 
we I suppose we're, we're on the long time, but I suppose go back six, seven years ago, we'd be, our membership wouldn't be as, as as big as it is now. But a lot of work has been done on underage, and that's that's typical. That's don't take our road, I suppose, and the success that he's had, you know. And in fairness, he, in fairness to the men, if any spare time, he's around here. He'll he'll coach the lads. He'll talk to them. He present medals. He's no autographs, no problem whatsoever. And he's so laid back, and he's don't hurt, you know. It hasn't faced him one bit. And all the kids love him. And as I said, they all want to be the next Tego. You know, you know, it's. Do, do you remember how you felt when you saw him win his first All Ireland with Limerick? I do. Yeah, it's cried my heart out to the You know, um, just so proud of him and. I suppose being, being around club men um, and to see to know what he what he gone through and disappointment at minor level to come along and achieve what he's achieved and to see him there on two eighteen when it well first of all it's just winning that since seventy three was was absolutely about a tear to everyone's eye but to get all involved in it was absolutely super, you know. And um it's I suppose something you'll take to the grave at Joe. I, I cried my heart out when he wanted to tell you the truth, you know. Like, like every other adult, I suppose, and like that we've seen the bad times and the hard times, but they finally got over the line. And as I said, uh, when you're on club and involved, it's absolutely super. It's great for the parish, it's great for the people, it's great for the club. Owen oh, Sheehan making the country cry again. Yeah, I'm, well, actually, I'm just on a mission here to uh, uh, wrestle Grod Hegarty away from hurling and just uh, install him into the Munster Championship, you know. I think uh, I think the Munster the Munster football championship. I mean, I think it could do with a, a player like Road Hegarty at this point. A big claim made in the middle of that just kind of slipped in under the radar. Uh, of course, Limerick being the sporting capital of Ireland, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> All right, okay, we could have that war next week, but certainly we're going to come back to that. <laughs> yeah, we, we we might have to come back to that. It, 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 I don't know. There, there's there is a claim, a claim. I, I know that Dublin and Cork will will absolutely per, fight that too. Per, they? per capita, there, there's definitely a claim at the moment. You know. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent, and and also just the variation that they have and the success that they've had over the last twenty years in a, in a load of different sports. We've kind of buried the lead, right? It it does appear at this stage as if uh, we're not going to have Keen Lynch taking part in the All Ireland hurling final. This was news that you were uh, relaying to us yesterday. Literally, the man on the street was stopping you to tell you that uh, there was an, an issue with Keen Lynch's ankle. Yeah, a Fe- FedEx delivery man on the, the street on O'Connell Street stopped me yesterday and was wondering if, if Keen Lynch is out because he had obviously just got words that he was out. And I just heard uh, a couple of moments previously to that that, that he was injured in training. Uh, I did catch up with one of Keen Lynch's uncles around this time. Uh, he very tactically and very smartly, I would say, uh, told me that he was going to get in touch with Valerie after uh, he spoke to me. And, you know, would it have been good journalism or just being a bit of a dick if I texted him after the conversation to be like, sorry, so what did what's Keen Lynch's mom say? I didn't send that text anyway, but... You, you can yeah, right, right. you can do both. I mean, it would be in character, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. So I, I didn't do that, but I, I did catch up with Keen Lynch's uncle, not Kieran Carey this time, but uh, Sean Carey, the, the the more ginger of his uncles, I would say. So it was uh, it was good to catch up with him while we were uh, standing outside in the sunshine, almost getting sunburnt. And yeah, we just had a, a good chat uh, in the city centre here in Limerick yesterday uh, about Keen Lynch and a little bit about the pro am last week. He was playing in it. I'm not as famous as my brothers, but look, yeah, it's a great week for Limerick. Uh, we're chomping at the bit, sun is coming up for us, and we can't wait for it, you know. So, a great time for us, and we're just making the most of it, you know. And uh, looking forward to Sunday, and fingers crossed it'll go the way for us. You are, of course, a Patrick's Well man, but uh, you're in a Han. Uh, you've, you've moved to a Han at this point, haven't you? You've left Patrick's Well behind. 
well, I, I, I don't know about left behind, but I'm the blowing. I'm the blowing, yeah. And seriously, yeah, I was born and raised in Patrickswell. Played my whole life in Patrickswell all my life, but moved to Han about 24 years ago. And uh, couldn't have moved to a nicer place, a better club. And uh, my son now, Nathan and Chloe, they both play for Han. And uh, proud of Han people and my wife of course Anne is from my hand as well so happy out there you know it's Micmacky country and the whole lot and the moorns are out that side of the neck of the woods as well so look happy to be there and haven't been treated as a, an outsider as much you know and maybe one day it'll be the, the Keen Lynch versus Mick Mackey debate when all this is said and done. Oh God, that's a big one, but I have to say Keen Lynch, while he's a different gig and Mick Mackey, there were different times. Yeah, it's great to talk about it, it's great to do the comparisons. And uh, oh yeah, sure, Keen is, we know what Keen is, is made of and what he can do. And sure, Mick Mackey, the legend that is Mick Mackey. And you know, so we could debate about that going down the road yeah, and all other debates, but so far we're just embracing it all, you know. What has this season been like for you as a family, obviously, with Kean not getting the amount of minutes that he would have liked due to, due to the injury, obviously? Oh, yeah, well, really, it's great to have Keen there, don't get me wrong, but we're all Limerick to the core. Like, Keen has missed it. We've been there, but we still follow Limerick. We want him there, but guess what? It's a collective thing for all of us at Limerick. We were long enough without it. We've come down Jordan's Road before with lumps in the throat, and we just want Limerick to win. Great if Keen is there. If he's not, listen, we're just well behind him as well, and, and fingers crossed he will be. But guess what? We're all Limerick, regardless of who's there. And obviously, we want Limerick to do well as, as a collective, you know. So it's fingers crossed, on. That's what we're hoping for. Are you nervous watching him? Not too bad because it's, he's a talented guy. He's just, um, I like to kind of watch him to see how good he is and keep the goggles on him because you get a glimpse of what he is. He does stuff so fast in real time. But again, my, his mother obviously would be chomping at a bit of that one, but just more proud that it's the nephew and of course then to see all the rest of them to click together and they seem to be such a bonded band of brothers you know so uh, great to be part of it and great to see them they're, they're, I think they're a special bunch and we need to make the most of them Obviously Valerie got onto the pitch in the 2018 final were you far behind her were you trying to get on the pitch yourself? No I just leave Valerie walk away <laughs> you know I christened her Mrs Obama you know it's easier to get, easier to get in contact with Mrs Obama than Valerie but you know it was great uh, you know she got onto the pitch and you know there was a great photograph from the leader of her embracing my brother Kiran after the 96 filing of the last uh, it was a tearful embrace and to see this one of tears of joy it definitely got the heartstrings going you know yeah. so it was great to see it there was that bit of irony the tears of sadness and then the tears of joy it was brilliant and I'm delighted for her and for Keane and of course all of Limerick and I think going credit must go to the, the management team that are over Limerick the whole lot of them from John Coyley down the whole lot they just nailed it they seem to have a great bunch together and they're just, just so coherent and it's great to see it how much does it make it all the more sweeter for you, given that you've had to obviously experience those couple of disappointments in the 90s and to come through, not to become contenders, but to become a fairly dominant team at this stage? Yeah, it's a great feeling, uh, Owen. You know, you went up there kind of before in kind of hope, would have been disrespectful to who was there. Now we're going up with, with more than hope. You, we have a bunch of guys here and it's a great feeling. We're humble, don't get me wrong, and you know we're not saying that it's our time. Well, it is our time. Make no mistake about it. But we want to make a bit of hair while the sun is shining. But it's a nice feeling of anticipation. But we know well it's not going to be easy. We're realist. But you know what? We know we're a great bunch of guys here, and we're just embracing it and making the most of it. If people were paying close attention to the JP McManus pro am a couple of weeks ago, they might have spotted you swinging a club. Uh, who were you playing with at the at the pro am? Oh, I had the pleasure of playing with Patrick Cantley on the Monday and uh, Rafa Cabrera-Bella on the Tuesday. Both consummate gentlemen. And I have to say, um, pleasure to play with and a pleasure to meet with a uh, meet and greet with. And we even presented them with a slitter after each round and they were just thrilled to bits with it. And it was a pleasure, you know, really was. Uh, and, of course, they were blown away with the fact our horrors are amateurs. But brilliant and a part of the whole week, you know. Right. So all we want now is the icing on the cake Sunday to make it a perfect month, you know. Yeah. 
could Cantlay potentially win the Open the same day uh, Limerick win the All-Ireland? Do you know what? It could be a bit dear run. <laughs> Do you know what? And you know, I see he was joined fourth the weekend, but you know what? I wouldn't rule it out. And I wouldn't rule Parley Carrington out either. You know, what a, what a week it would be and uh, for them two things to come together. But fingers crossed, uh, we look on and hope for Sunday and we wish Pat Cantlay and the boys the best in the Open. You know, you just never know. Who's the best golfer in that Limerick team? Oh God, there's a few of them there. Um, like Keane wouldn't be, that's for sure. You know, but I think uh, at the top of my head, I think Joe Hegarty is useful enough. You know, but other than that, there's a few boys that be risky. I don't know. Does Shane Dowling play a bit now? But Shane is gone. But I wouldn't put past them. They're great ballers, all of them, and well able to hit the ball. And they play the manner from time to time. You know, so um, they'll be well able to put their hand to if they had to. You know what I mean? But I'd say at the moment, I'd give it to Hego, even though I'm not sure. Sorry, Garrod, but uh, you know, <laughs> you know, I'll hold my counsel on that because I just don't really know to be honest about it. You know, what's going to happen on Sunday? Oh, I think it's going to be a ferocious affair. And I think uh, whatever team goes out, I think Limerick knows what Kikini are going to bring to the table. But make no mistake about it, Limerick are going to bring a lot to the table as well. I think it could go down to the wire, and I think it'll just be a ferocious battle. And uh, at the end of the 70 minutes, you know, it's, I think it's going to be down to the wire. I made the best team win, you know. And um, it could be just a puck of a ball in it. Yeah. And I just think on the day, I'd say it could go either way. Fingers crossed, I hope it's Limericks, but it's going to be a ferocious battle and looking forward to it. Mm, prices tight and slightly Limerick three point favourites as we stand here this morning and I think it was four earlier in the week maybe there's um, some other rumblings in the background a bit of a bit of um, concern around some of the other key Limerick players but sure look we'll wait and see until uh, after the game really to find out exactly what the mm-hmm. truth is about that uh, how are the fans preparing? Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, it's. Uh, I always find Limerick is an unbelievably colourful county. That when it comes to, to bunting and knowing that their team is in a big game, uh, there's no better place to come than Limerick. Um, on the front of the Limerick leader this week, you've got a, a picture there of this house. This is uh, Ken and Trina Daly, who are in uh, Grange, County Limerick, near enough to Bruff. Uh, and when I saw that they were on front of the Limerick leader, I said I had to go out to that house and uh, see what the crack was. So I met Ken and I met Trina, and uh, they invited me to their house to have a chat, have a look. South Limerick and Brough would have been traditionally a GA stronghold. Um, and then uh, two gentlemen from the local area actually got banned from the GA uh, back in 1969. And they set up Brough Rugby Club in, ni- in late 1969 and early 1970. So that was the, the history of Brough Rugby. And then obviously John the Bull Hayes w- would have been our most uh, favourite son. Uh, went on to play for the Lions and for Ireland um, and is back now himself and his wife are very involved in the club helping out with um, the underage and what have you um, and then obviously in more recent times the hurling has uh, well the hurling has always been there obviously but um, with, the, with the success of Limerick and obviously with Paul Brown and Sean Finn being uh, involved in Limerick over the last four or five years it's uh, it's meant an awful lot to the kids of the area to be fair you know so so the GA ban inadvertently gave Ireland yeah. Sean Hayes yeah yeah in a way in a way yeah I'm sure John would have probably found his way to rugby anyway without Brough but uh, yeah it, it, uh, that's the, that was the, the history of Brough so they celebrated their 50th year obviously back in 2020 unfortunately because of Covid they never got to um, to uh, celebrate it in the way they wanted to but um, yeah they're, they're 52 years on the go now so yeah Can you talk us through then the, the local GEA heroes or heroes probably more apt Of course Sean Finn now um, our, our magnificent defender um, he is we're, we're so proud of him 
Um, he's a great clubman, a great a great ambassador for the sport, a very down to earth guy. Um, I was involved in a fundraiser for Bluff GA recently with his mum and his twin sister and my own sister. We did an ABBA tribute. So when I was above in the house, his mum Siobhan said to me, "Do you want to see Shawnee's medals?" And I went, "Yeah." <laughs> so she pulled out a box on top of the counter and started to produce all the medals, and it was just very casual. I know if my son had that many All Ireland medals, they wouldn't be in a box on the counter. They'd been a big encrusted frame up in the wall. And then we had to go in and we had to look at the the all his all stars. So you know, it's just like I'm so proud of him. I can't sleep this week, so I don't know how Sean's mother is managing <laughs> because I, he'd tell you I'm I'm my heart's up to my mouth over the whole thing and just nerves, excited nerves. It's like it's like being a child again and you're anticipating Christmas, but there's a fear in case you wake up and you see Santa Claus downstairs, and that's exactly how I'm feeling. And I'm I'm a, I'm, I'm a silly I'm a silly fool, but I'm look, it's great times. We are loving these times in Limerick. On an unrelated note uh, when you mentioned Sean Finn I saw your dog inside there barking away with a, with a Limerick jersey on him uh, what's his name? His name is Finn called after Sean a funny story about that um, we got him on uh, Christmas 2020 just after the COVID the, the Christmas All-Ireland and we were above and broke one day and we had him in a knapsack on my back like how quaint is that but anyway we met Sean Finn's mom and we said Siobhan we're after calling the dog after your son and she said, did you call him Shawnee? And we said, no, we called him Finn. <laughs> so his name is Finn and he's, 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 he's taken over the, the place in our affections because our children have grown up and they don't want <laughs> us anymore. So now we have the dog. So uh, everyone knows about Finn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can you talk us through the front of the house? Basically, Trina's mum started a tradition back uh, in the 94 All-Ireland of putting a man on a bike outside. And I think the sign said on the road to Croker or something along that line. And uh, people used to stop up and take photographs. So unfortunately, Trina's mum passed away in 2017. And um, when the 2018 All-Ireland came around, we said we'd like to keep going with the family tradition of uh, the, the man outside the gate so we had the man outside the gate in a, in a chair and we put up a sign at the time and put up a bit of bunting and it's kind of grown from there um, so yeah every year uh, luckily enough nearly every year we've been in an All-Ireland since so even the Christmas All-Ireland we green lights obviously in the winter time up outside the place um, so we've uh, we've done the same this year but uh, we decided this year he needed a partner so we um, our daughter was getting rid of her bed and we decided to do a, an adaption on the bed we made it a bit smaller and we got him a, um, a female companion <laughs> inside in the bed and put up a sign in um, with obviously with the, the tree in a row and the front of the bed and then on the back of the bed we have a uh, make room in the bed for Liam so we're hoping that um, come Sunday night uh, we'll be able to fit another Liam McCarthy between the two in the bed outside um, anybody who picks up the Limerick leader this week will see on the, yes. the front of it which is quite the honour on All-Ireland week yeah. what's your favourite part of what's going on out the front I think it's first of all it's the ability to be able to do it mm-hmm. because if we had been beaten by Galway in those dying seconds when my heart was coming up my throat well then it wouldn't have happened so I think the highlight for me is the, the thinking up of what slogans we're going to do and you don't you dare not think what slogan you're going to do until you're, you know, you know, you're in an All Ireland. You know, it's not, it's not mentioned or it's not allowed to have to be discussed. So I think it's the whole. It's, it's this week. I'm loving this week. I'm loving the anticipation. I work with Limerick City and County Council. A lot of Clare people, a lot of Tipperary people, and the crack is mighty. We're having a green day in the council on on Friday in anticipation. Um, so I'm I'm loving everything about this week. You know, I'm loving hearing the cars beeping. We, you know, you hear you hear at night and you hear cars pulling up outside, and you just you look out and you oh, another car pulling up to take a picture. It's great. It's brilliant. Yeah. We're loving it. I feel sorry for poor Shawnee because he's only living up in Brough and I'm sure he passes up and down the road and he's going, oh Jesus Trina, don't be pressurising me. But sure, look, what can we do? You know, yeah. we're all behind him and the team. 
Yeah, um, I just was checking the age there. Sean Finn, still only 26. This Limerick team are not going anywhere anytime soon, are they? No, that's a pretty scary prospect. And like, you wonder like if they get over the line on uh, on the weekend, especially without Key and Lynch. Those conversations around comparing them to the Great Kilkenny team are going to go nowhere. And like, I, I'm not sure it's been spoken about that much. I, I'm sure Kilkenny players aren't thinking about it, but it is quite fitting that the Kilkenny, the current Kilkenny team, can actually damage that conversation somewhat by winning on Sunday. Even if Key and Lynch is missing, and even if Limerick don't have their best team out, I think that conversation goes away somewhat if they're not on three in a row. So I think they have to get to three at least uh, consecutively before that conversation holds up. One of the other things is that last year's All Ireland final only had forty thousand people at it, so we're, we're, this is like post restrictions, and I think that gives extra motivation to Limerick too. That um, you know they they haven't experienced this in such a long time. Like even though they've been at the absolute peak of the game for quite a long time, that there's something special about this All Ireland final winning it in front of a full crowd for them. That just has to be an extra inspiration for them. Definitely. Like, the summer of 2018 is the last thing you can compare to this. Like, I mean, that's France winning the World Cup. If you take your mind back to that summer, like, that just feels like an absolute age ago. 2019 getting caught is obviously something that, that's hurt them quite a lot. But I definitely feel all throughout the year there's been this anger about Limerick, even though they've got no right to be angry. They're all Ireland champions, but it's obviously their psychology. And I think part of that is the fact that they feel that the last couple of years... Uh, weren't quite perfect in terms of celebrating for obvious reasons and um, I think then the joined the Kilkenny aspect as well this weekend they're going to be hugely motivated for a team who've got back-to-back All-Irelands already secured I think they're going to be as motivated a, a team as you're likely to see Yeah, 3 out of 4 is not bad but 4 out of 5 and 3 in a row is uh, very special particularly in front of that full crowd as I say Oh, and what are your plans for the rest of the day? Where are you off to next? Off to Kilkenny now after this so we've got a, a full day planned up there to chat to uh, a few of the fans a few legends of the game uh, hopefully call out to Kilkenny Elvis's house and uh, get a song off the man himself will he be serenading you tomorrow morning on OTBAM this is only one way to find out right well if I knew enough Elvis songs we'd be able to uh, sign off with a cheesy <laughs> Elvis pun here you must have Same. something now I, I was, I was look, look, no I actually genuinely don't um, yeah but he can do it. I mean, that's the whole point. It would be bad if an actual Elvis aficionado showed up to Kilkenny Elvis's door because he might just steal the limelight. So I'm not going to do that, Kilkenny Elvis, if you're watching. All right. Well, we'll see you tomorrow. Oh, thanks very much. We're going to hear more from Owen a little bit later on. He's been in conversation with uh, Tom Ryan, the former Limerick manager, not the director general of the GAA. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.